Pickaxe. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to the Review of Death. A Doctor Who podcast, your fortnightly home for all the latest news and reviews of the longest-running science fiction series in the world. Each episode will update you with what's happening in the world of Doctor Who. Is that not the most beautiful Doctor Who logo you have ever seen? Then we'll review an episode from Doctor Who's 60-year history, which we promise will be filled with lots of very serious discussions. This is the definition for Chumbly. Receiving a or taking a now, I was going to say, do Louis through like weird weekends with different doctors. This lady over here just got you to sign her knickers from 1986. Yeah. Does that happen often? Yeah. Not um. as often as I'd like. <laughs> and if that's not all, we'll have guest presenters, interviews, tier lists, and more. So join us, Matt and Billy, for the review of Death from Pickaxe, a chat about the greatest show in the galaxy. Available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Thanks for dropping into the cast party. Join the cast and crew as they are absquatulated from their Hollywood film set into the crazy world of Dungeons and Dragons. And action! Welcome, everyone, to the annual Tuskla Conference. My name is Elon Tusk. I am here before you all to unveil my latest innovation, one that will change the course of Fendrea as we know it. A more sustainable, environmentally friendly way to fly through the skies. This is the first ever air-powered, balloon-driven airship. No more gas. No more fuel, just the power of wind at your sails. We have the finest gnomish engineers on our team making sure that this one doesn't crash land on the outskirts of Valorith or collide with magistrate towers high up in Elvarath. Soar through the clouds in our brand new Tuskla Model A, coming in the next decade. Xander's soon-to-be canon alien abduction one-shot is right around the corner and is exclusive to our cast and crew over on our Patreon. Join us in achieving our very first Patreon stretch goal with just 10 patrons to go and support the show, all while snagging some awesome exclusive bonus goodies. Head on over to patreon.com castparty to become an official part of our cast and crew for as low as two bucks a month. You'll receive access to hours upon hours of exclusive bonus content, access to our community Discord where we host live listening parties and community-run games, as well as entry into our merch giveaway that we do for every single Cast Party episode. 
Speaking of, this episode's merch giveaway winner is... Galloping Walrus! We just got in our Matthias's University of Modern Magic College Crest crewnecks, and good God, they are my favorite merch item we've ever made. You need to check them out. Cast-party.myshopify.com. Get going. Thank you all again for listening. Enjoy the episode, cast and crew. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cast Party. My name is Colin McManus, and I will be your director for today. I'm joined by my aeronautic cast and crew, Ryan McManus. Hi, Sebastian Vivaldi Greensleeves, an emo and art musician who won one of those radio contests as a kid and won a trip to walk the red carpet at the Nickelodeon's Kids' <gasps> Choice Awards with all the celebrities. Oh my god. When he told his parents that he had won and that the radio station needed to speak with them to get details, permission, all that stuff, they didn't believe him. They hung up the phone, and another winner was picked soon after. Oh my god. He just wanted to get slimed. He just wanted to get slimed. Oh, what a dream. We have Anna Brisbane. Blueberry Sky, elven druid actress, whose mother was best friends with Gwyneth Paltrow, until Gwyn had a daughter eight years after Blueberry was born and named her Apple, stealing the fruit idea directly from Blueberry's mom without asking her first, and Gwyn lied and told the press that the name Apple was the dad's idea, never mentioning Blueberry or her mom, but admitted to Blueberry's mom that it was inspired by Blueberry. And when Gwyn refused to tell the press the truth, they had a huge falling out and have never spoken or worked together since. And Blue still misses tea parties with Aunt Gwynny and regularly keeps up with Goop while hiding it from her mother. Oh, God. Aunt Gwynny. Is that true? Yeah. Wait, that are you bizarre. serious? Born in 2004. Yeah. Huh. Yikes. Do, y'all, do you guys remember why it's called Goop? No. Because she was like, all the all the companies, all the big companies have like two O's in them. Like Google and <laughs> Oople. Are you kidding what? me? No, that's what she said. So her, it's Goop is literally... Gwyneth O.O. Paltrow, G-O-O-P. Oh, my God. (laughs) Nigel Deacon, why don't you introduce yourself? Tally-ho, Xander Gucci Supreme, who didn't take his pants fully off for an entire month. One time. Remember that vine where the lady is like, I'm washing me and my clothes. Well, he saw that and thought it was genius. So he would take baths with laundry detergent and then lay out in the California sun for about an hour to dry off. And uh, he has never had worse skin problems than during that month. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, we have Vince Perino. Jet the Bolt of Chambers. Fun fact about Jet, one of his first movies that he had, it was like the third movie that he was in. He got the part because when he was a kid, he actually got really good at yo-yoing. He, he was kind of bored as a kid, so he just wanted to find some hobbies and he ended up getting into yo-yoing. One part that he tried out for was called Bobo and the Yo-Yo. So he played the part of Bobo, and the whole point of his part was that he got to tame a hippo with a yo-yo. Oh, my Lord. Okay. You were a hypnotist. <laughs> wow. Wow. You got it. <laughs> Let's talk about what happened last time. We began our episode with all of you journeying through the destroyed market, finding the absolutely crumbled tower and thousands of bones all around the area surrounding Windermere. You discovered some fresh holes that had been dug to the south, as well as some very large craters. All of a sudden, you ran into an old man who told you there was nothing left here for scavengers, and he just started digging more. 
He wouldn't answer your questions or be swayed by your gold, though Jet helped him dig and drag bones into the hole. He took you back to a small tent he had and gave you his name, Patches. He took you for tea time and to get the information you sought. He brought you downstairs in what used to be the tower and summoned a visage of a corpse that was down in this basement. You met Farsner and took the test of a warden. You were placed in an interesting gray-filled area where your task was not clear, though there was a man and an owlbear fighting. As you moved them, you learned more about the man, then learned more about the owlbear, and decided amongst yourselves whether you thought it was better to influence however you could, or to wait. Coming back to the material world, you were allowed to ask your questions where you learned Windermare was broken down and destroyed, not by a fire god, but by a group known as the Arcanum. They had an eye with sun rays coming out of it as their symbol. You learned Desideria was there, and the one to kill Farsner. Along with the fact there must have been another extremely powerful mage along with them to rain destruction down upon all the innocents above. He also told you the story of Volazar creating Ochendoth Mountain, the Gulf of Hyannis, and the Badlands, and that the Arcanum used to use Ochendoth Mountain as their headquarters. With that information, you decided to leave and decided where you wanted to head next. Ochendoth Mountain, Berdarium, the Underdark, all of the above. For now, you settled on Berdarium, and as you were leaving, Patches led you away from the way you came up. A little climb and walk later, you came upon a large clearing with an abandoned airship in the center. Now ahead of you is this large ship, deflated bulbous balloon on the back. Air around you is not quite blowing. Seems like the sun will be setting soon. And so the scene is set. The question is... What will you do next? <gasps> what is that? It's fly is what it is. I don't want to hear it, Jet. Don't rub it in. Do you know what this is? Yes. You are right, okay? Hmm? Hmm? Okay, well, we have to figure out if it works first. He didn't leave us with an instruction manual? What is this thing? Uh, he probably didn't know how to fly it. How are we going to know how to fly it? We've figured out worse. We can we can figure something out. Let's check it out. <sighs> have you ever been in a hot air balloon? Plenty of times. Like every other week. Why? They're not easy to steer. I never steered it myself, so I wouldn't know, but, you know, they go high. How do you steer a... A hot air balloon. You just like... I think you just kind of roll with it. Let the wind take you? Where the wind blows you, yeah. But this at least has like a wheel. It looks like we can steer it somehow. It's blimp-esque. I would like to go over and, and check it out. See what type of shape it's in. It's boat shaped. Got him. The ship is very long, pretty high. So there are ladders on the front of the ship as you kind of... Uh, come up to it, Jed. It is like your traditional sailboat shape. You can see there are rope ladders that are balled up at the top on the deck. The deck is about 40 foot high. It looks like it's in pretty decent condition, but why don't you give me investigation as you walk around this thing? Nine. Jed, all you kind of see as you are walking around is those ladders, and then on the very back of the ship, you can see above you is kind of like that bulbous balloon. And it's connected to the ship on the deck, but the back of the ship has what looks like a large metal cargo bay door. It is locked currently. Is there any way for me to get up on top of it? Xander, can you get up there? 
Uh, I mean, I was just going to ask if Nomura could go up there and just push him off. Ah, there we go. Drop the ladders down. Yeah, like if Nomura could just go up and, like, drop the rope ladder. You send Nomura up there. It is literally just a rope ladder that's tied together. Nomura just goes up there, unties that knot, and the whole thing comes all the way down to the ground. Oh, yeah. Okay. That saved a lot of hassle. Thanks, little Gromy. That's, uh, that's short for green homie. Oh, thank you for what? clarifying. Gromy. I wasn't sure where you were going with that. <laughs> I thought it was like goblin homie, but then I didn't know where the R was coming from. <laughs> the R was in your heart, my pirate friend, and I'll <laughs> slap him on the shoulders and start climbing up. That's the sweetest thing you've ever said to me, Xander. <laughs> I, I am immediately climbing the ladder as I don the pirate hat, like halfway up the ladder. <laughs> and you arrive on the deck of the ship. It's so big! Oh my god! Nice. It's about 120 foot long, 45 foot wide. So the main deck of the ship is fairly open. There are two large masts on the ship. The front one is a little bit smaller than the back one. The deck has three main levels. The center is lower than the front and the back of the ship. You are currently on the front, and you can see it goes downstairs where the main area of the ship with all like the rigging and everything is. Then the back of the ship has two staircases that go up again, and you can see a large wheel. It looks like a normal pirate ship's wheel. Yes! But it's laid out completely horizontally. Whoa. Weird, just kidding. Like a bus. And then just behind the wheel, you can see there are two stone pillars, and it looks like it's holding the rigging, both sturdy wood, a big, large stone pipe, as well as rope supports. And all of this holds rigging for the large, bulbous balloon on the back of the ship. You can also see there are two sets of staircases that go downward from the main area into the ship themselves. Ooh, can we see how old the ship is by looking at the rings in the mast? <laughs> Oh my god, that's not how it works. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. It's familiar to what I I know, I guess. Um, I've, I've never seen one with a steering wheel kind of like this. I don't know if I'll be able to turn it on my own. I might need somebody else to help. What happens if you turn it right now? <sighs> I'll go to push it to the right, counterclockwise. It is a lot easier to push than you think. Oh, okay. But Sebastian, as you're pushing it, it doesn't just move horizontally. You actually kind of feel the whole thing tilts on oh, an God. axis oh, as oh, well as turns. Oh, my God. Well, oh, okay, this is going to be... Okay, oh, oh. Can anyone look around for, like, an instruction manual or something <laughs> just to make sure? Because this is a little wonky. Do the sails on the side shift when he moves the wheel? You see that as he kind of pushes to the right, you can see the sails slowly dip a little bit on one side. Ah, so that thing, that's not just turning, but that's pitch and yaw. Yeah. What? You know, pitch and yaw. Like when you're flying a hel when a helicopter, you pitch, I think that's forward, and yaw is backward. Come on, y'all famous. You should be in helicopters. I don't drive helicopters. Okay, but you pay attention, right? We just hire people for that. Yeah. You hire people to pay attention? Yeah. <laughs> no, to drive. All right. Well, as clearly the most experienced in helicopters, I volunteer. I wouldn't know about that. Well, I mean, at least I knew what pitch and yaw was. 
Okay, but how many helicopters have you been in? More than I'd like to admit. Not always for the good reasons. What? That's concerning. You know when you get, like, severe heat stroke in the middle of the wilderness? Have they dragged your body out? <laughs> I was still... <laughs> I'm still alive. <laughs> like they had, they had to do like emergency evacuation. Well. They had to like drag my body out of the lake as as my soul left my body. Like damn. <laughs> anyway, I don't have a follow up. I'm gonna go downstairs. I'm gonna go down the other stairs. I'm practicing with the wheel just to get a feel for it while they're going about their things. I'll be helping out, Sebastian. Blueberry, you are going down the front staircase. Xander, you are going down the back staircase. So we'll start with Blueberry. Blueberry, you open up into a quarters for like people to sleep in. There are six hammocks here that are all strewn up across the front of this boat. They all have little pillows on it. There's a pile of dirty clothes in the corner. Can I figure out how long it's been? All this stuff has been sitting here. I'm going to let you do either investigation or nature. (gasps) Really? That would be a natural 20 plus 2. Damn! There is fungus growing here. You can see that there have been some termites in the walls. You can see there's a pile of clothes that have mushrooms growing out of them because they have been sitting here. There hasn't been someone here in decades. Oh my god. There's no way this boat works. What the? Oh my god. We're screwed. Xander, on the other hand, you open up into what looks like a... Captain's quarters. It's large. It's got really nice bedspread, rug. It looks pretty fancy. There's a beautiful desk with a chair. You can see that they have weights added to the bottom, the legs of the chair, presumably to stop them from moving. I am excited to see such a fancy bed. I will jump onto it, like, with my back to relax. It's still relatively comfortable. Like, this used to be a nice mattress. You noticeably, as you jump, have this cloud of dust that starts to fill the air. Honestly, it's better than the bed I got at home, so I'm good. Also, um, just Xander doesn't know this, but Nigel wants to clarify. Pitch and yaw are not forward and backward. Pitch is side to side, yaw is front and back. So <laughs> those, are the, oh, those okay. are the two different things for when you're flying. Oh, so like pitch right, pitch left. Yeah. Okay, got it. Barrel roll. Ooh, can we do a barrel roll in this? No! Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to check out the dresser, see if there's anything in there. There's some clothes. It looks like this was for a relatively average height human male. Just a variety of clothes, but all nicer stuff. I have an important question. Is there drip? Roll me a luck check. Nine. There is one thing that Xander's like, wow, I'm kind of into this. And you can decide what that looks like if you would like to take it. Do I decide what piece of clothing or are you deciding what piece of clothing? You can decide. Blueberry, is there anything else you want to do in the crew quarters? Um, if there are no other like containers to look in in here or whatever, I'll open the door to the main hull of the ship. First thing you see is movement. Moving around this area is a very large for the space, but very small for what it is. It is a slow-moving tornado. What the fuck? 
It is about five foot tall. It has two arms that are moving around as the bottom of it just glides along the ground. It shifts quickly, and you can see it has a face. This thing hears the door open, looks at you. Welcome back, masters! Oh, oh heavens! My my apologies, you are not who I was expecting! <gasps> I shut the door. I just shut the door and put my back to it, heavy breathing. <laughs> I'm running up the stairs. <laughs> Xander, you hear door slam. Probably would have heard uh, talking from a voice that is not Blueberries. Okay, I will, I will open the door also. But in my excitement from the clothing, I'm fully opening the door, not like sneaky-like. You can see the same thing that I just described, and it turns around to the other area. You can see that this is somewhat of like a common room. There's a table here that has a bunch of playing cards all strewn about, as well as like a puzzle box of some sort. Oh, heavens! They turn around and they look at you, Xander. Wondrous, your friend would not like to talk to me. How are you? Ghost! (laughs) Jet and Sebastian, you are also hearing all this. Blue? I, 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 Blue, I, you're right. Air monster! What? Running across the deck over to the other two. Jet, do you think she meant a monster in the air or a monster made of air? I, uh, Tornado! It's oh, in okay. the deck and it talked. It's like really freaky. Show us, show us, come on. Okay, let's go. By the time that they come down, I would like to be playing cards with it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to make a card tower. I just can't. And you can see he's able to put two down, but immediately as he, he lets his hands go, the wind completely knocks them over. Oh, no. <laughs> this looks like what he's been doing over and over and over again. Uh, you know, I used to be a pro at this, so let's give it a shot. Give me a slight pan check. I got a 21. While we're coming down, I grabbed the crossbow. You want to kick in the door, or how do you want to do this? I'm going to pull out my hammer and cast Searing Smite on it just to have it at the ready. All right, on the count of three. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Blue, you ready? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going to hold Thorn Whip. One. Two. Three. Burst through the door with Searing Smite. You burst through the door. You can see Xander putting the top two cards on a playing card tower. And you can see that this air monster is clapping. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, master. Santa, what the hell? What? I'm building a card tower, dog. Do you need help? No, it's done. Why is there a tornado inside? Why does it have arms? I don't know. He lives here. Uh, I didn't catch your name, boss. What was that? The name's Cloud. Oh... Uh, pleasure to meet you. I'll dap up the wind. There's something there. It's almost amorphous, but you can feel it. You have to kind of do the dap a few times so they get it right. Um, so, Mr. Cloud? No, no, not Cloud. Cloud. Cloud? What? Cloud. 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 Cloud? No. Cloud. 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 C-L-A-U-D-E. Yes, Cloud. Claude? Claude. Oh, okay, okay, I'm following. Claude. Yes, Cloud. Pleasure to meet you. What are you doing here? Nice to meet you, Claude. I thought you were the masters. Oh, masters? Yes. 
They did not come back. Clearly they haven't. It seems like they haven't been here in a long time. It's been a while. How long's a while? Oh, I don't know. I'd say about 80 years or so. Oh my god. 80? They were visiting the Tower of Windermere. Oh, Oh. no. As he says that, do I see any Arcanum symbols about? Give me perception. 23. You see a few different things. There's a few couches here. There is that table. There is a trap door going downward. You are not seeing any symbols of the Arcanum or the Magistrate of any kind. There is white paint that has been added to the walls, and it's been shoddily done. In your eyes, you would see this as graffiti. Hmm. It is in the shape of what looks like an iceberg, and there are multiple of them all over the place. Does it look like it was trying to cover something up? One very obviously was. The others are not. The one that very obviously was, it looks like there is still a flag here that has currently been painted over. It's blue, as well as it has the outline of a sparrow. But that white iceberg has been added. So I can still see, like, the main portion of the flag. It's just there's an iceberg kind of over it, not, like, actually covering it. And I'll say with your high perception, even though you weren't in this area at the time, you noticed that as you got onto the ship, the sails were also this same color blue. They weren't white sails. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So are you like the ship keeper? I don't really have a specific title. Various people have called me various things. Depends on who had the ship at the time. Okay. Who had the ship last? Oh, the masters. Did they have names? They called themselves Cold and Dangerous. Oh. Cold and Dangerous. They were a group of pirates from the regions up north. They stole this airship from the old owners and forced me to take them wherever they wanted to go. Made this place a mess, too. I've been cleaning up after them ever since. I just can't get that paint off the wall. So so you're telling me that you can control this ship? Yes, could you get us in the air now? Now? No. In about an hour? Yes. Okay. I would like to walk up to the graffiti, please. And I'm going to cast Prestidigitation to instantly clean or soil an object. It is no larger than one foot cube, but I'll do it over and over. <gasps> well done, master! Does this help? I... I assume that you didn't want this here. No, it didn't used to look like this back with the old owners. They used to keep this place clean. Oh, so the new owners kind of painted over the sigil of the original owner, your original masters. Well, they were the owners, not the masters. Who were the original owners? Oh, they were from Helios, where this ship was created. Oh. Why did the people who stole the ship become masters instead of owners? Oh, they forced me to call them that. Oh. Can you leave this airship? Why would I want to? Were you born here? I was created here. By a person? Yes, by one of the owners. Back in Helios. How many years have you been on this ship? Well, the last 80 or so have not been that exciting. About 100 years before that. Wow. I do want to say Helios, the name, was created by Keonius on our Patreon. Ooh, let's go! Thank you, Keonius. Nice. So, this ship was created to be highly maneuverable between the floating rocks around Helios to get to the ground and even into the crater that Helios left behind. 
I would fly the ship down into the crater so the workers could test magic on the things left behind and do more research into the floating property and where it came from. Wow. Huh. If it's been 80 years, I think the masters are long gone. I assume the masters are gone as they said they'd be right back and it has been 80 years. Do you know if they were humans or elves or anything else? The owners? They were a mix. Helios has a lot of different races. Do you know their names? I was told to call them the owners. I was not to socialize. Oh. I was helping the workers. Yeah, but you're nice to converse with. They should at least... And why thank you, sir. <laughs> oh, pardon me. Why thank you, master? Oh, okay. No, that's weird. No, I don't, no, no, I don't no, like no. that. No, just, I'm just a dude. You, I don't think you should call anyone master anymore. You can call us the options. God damn it. Thank you, options. So is there is there a name for this ship? Oh, yes. Welcome to the SS Comeback. Okay. Don't call it a comeback. Okay. I would like to go downstairs, uh, Cloud. Yeah, we'll come down. Yeah. So you head into what looks to be a cargo bay. It's full of miscellaneous goods. There's a bunch of boxes and barrels and sacks here. There's a lot of blankets in one of them. There's boxes full of books. There's different barrels and satchels full of rope and paper and quills, nails, screws, bolts, basically a lot of odds and ends. You can see the other end of that door that Jet saw from the outside that was locked, that large cargo door, as well as there are a few doors dotting the area going into different parts of the ship. Man, they got everything down here. Uh, anything of note? Give me investigation. I'll try to help. Start opening some boxes. I'm going to go towards the door. I'll join Jet by the door. Natural 20 plus 3. Ooh, damn. There is one random thing you see here that is kind of tucked between two barrels. It is a flask. <laughs> and as you kind of open it, give it a little sniff. It smells like coffee, but there's no liquid in it right now. That just sounds unwashed. Like fresh coffee. Whoa. Hmm, interesting. Gonna pocket that. But there's no liquid in it. Oh, I can fill it. What do you What do you want to fill it with? Do I just have liquids upon me? Probably got some water. Xander might have water, yeah. Sure. If we can find water on Xander, we can put it in there. And now it really smells like coffee. I'll take a sip. Tastes like coffee. Oh, shit. Oh. This is the flask of endless coffee created by none other than Keonius, who that's the second shout out of the day for Keonius. So, hey, hey. hey. yeah. Anytime you put any liquid into this flask, it turns it into coffee. Amazing. Oh, that is a dream. I know. <laughs> it has been so long since I've had coffee, y'all. Mm. Did you say coffee? Yeah. Where did you get coffee? I found it in between these barrels. Is it fair trade? I'll be honest. I poured water in here and it was coffee. So I... Sandra, I don't... Look, dog, we have a bag that magically makes donuts. I feel like that's not that hard for us to understand. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know what that means. Like, where is it actually sourced if it's magic? Is that the most fair trade you could possibly get? Or is it coming from somewhere? Well, I mean, maybe it's just like pulled from the coffee plane where it's just like nothing but coffee. Do you think there's one of those? Probably. Oh, my God. I know. All right. We got a goal. 
forget Kingsley, forget like go, trying to go home. We're trying to get to the coffee plane. Isn't this like the multiverse theory? Like no matter what, there's like if you can think of it, there's been a reality where it exists at some point. Yes. You know all about metaphysics, my friend. Nice. Anyway, anyone want some coffee? We can get this uh get this ball rolling, get this ship flying. Yeah, if if, uh, if Claude can get it up and running, I don't know if they need me to steer it, or they just do all the work themselves. I guess let's find out. Ayo, Guste! And I'll walk up the stairs. I'm gonna check this north door. There's like a small little alcove here that is definitely still part of this cargo hold, and you open it up, and it looks like some sort of armory? It's a lot of weapons. Most of them look pretty mundane, but it looks like this stuff is kind of more high priority. And you do find a small jewelry box. What is this? Can I check it for traps? Is there anything suspicious on here? Give me an investigation. <laughs> Dirty one. <laughs> Doesn't look trapped. All right, popping it open. And there seems to be two rings in here. One of them looks like it's a plain silver band, and there's a dashed line, think like a pirate map, and it kind of meanders along the ring till there's a red X on it. Oh my god, cute. I, I put it on. And then there's another ring. This one has leaves and flowers inscribed. <gasps> oh my god. Oh my god. But they look like they're wilting. <gasps> oh no and you put it on, it feels a little bit magical, but it feels like it's been drained or something. Oh. Can I cast Druid Craft on it? And, like, wrap real vines around it? The leaves react a little bit, but they still look dead. They just kind of move a little bit. I'm gonna cast Cure Wounds on the ring at first level. <laughs> what does your Cure Wounds look like? Well, I basically druid craft sort of like a balm out of like a pollen or something and rub it in. They take that a little bit and it almost feels like they're trying to reciprocate that. Oh, I'm, I'm going to hold on to it for now, but I plan on taking it out later. And as you do that, you're like, wow, I got a second ring on. Y yeah. It's like, wow, I know I got the second ring on. What does that mean? <laughs> that sounds what? cursed. Wait, so if I, can I take it off the pirate ring and throw it across the room? You hear it and you basically know exactly where it is. <gasps> so it like lands like in the barrels right somewhere over there. And I like, so I can't see it, but I'm going to uh, find it. Blueberry, this is the ring of tracking. Once you have put it on, the user will always know the location of this ring no matter where it is. Ooh. The only thing that prevents this knowledge is if it crosses planes. Okay. <gasps> Fuck it, bucket shenanigans. Oh my oh god. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> but we could use that to our advantage if we put it on, like if we sneak it on something and then put it in. Yeah. Or or if we had something, something like that we needed to sneak out of somewhere, but we're definitely going to get caught. So we throw it with the <gasps> ring on it into the fucking yes. bucket, oh. and then we just got to go find it. What the fuck? Fucking big brain moves. Oh. So she could put it on us and then know where we are. Mm. 
Oh, that is so cool. So no one else can force attune it and steal it? So they can't attune to it themselves unless I choose to undo it or I die. Yes. Ooh, that's so cool. But I'm going to the other door, to the south. The one thing that's in this room that looks kind of exciting is a pair of boots. They're pretty fashionable. They have on the side of them just these really tiny, small white wings. Oh my god, cute! I'm gonna put them on. You feel a little bit faster on your feet. While you wear these boots, you have plus one to your AC. Ooh. You have plus one to both athletics and acrobatics. <gasps> as well as you are constantly under the effects of Featherfall. Wow! Ooh. God. These are the feet of Fleeting. They were created by the Geek Teacher over on our Patreon. Heck yeah. Let's go. What up? Oh my God. So many things for Patreon today. I know. Amazing. God, I love our patrons. (laughs) You guys could go do the same thing. You should join our Patreon. You could go send us people, NPCs, places, magic items. You can send us full on one shots. We might run anything you want. Patreon.com slash cast party. I'm going to come out of the the room and assuming Jet is still there. I'm going to show him the boots. Look at these things. And I'm going to run around in circles real fast. Holy shit, those are fly. And I'm going to climb onto a crate and jump off and float down. That's incredible. How did you do this shit? I feel like so fast, like I can dodge shit like so well. I don't know if they're magical, but I, I don't think I need them, to be honest. Like, I'm pretty good at these things already. You could have them or maybe Sebastian kind of gets hit a lot and it hurts. I don't know. One, I'm going to start off with, those look good as hell on you. Thanks. Two, we can see what Sebastian thinks. Maybe, I I mean, do we hide these from Xander? He's got enough shoes as is. (laughs) (laughs) He does prefer sneakers. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'd be interested, but let's see what, what Sebastian thinks too. I also found some cool rings, but we'll talk about it later. Ooh, rings. Let's see what Sebastian thinks. Okay. Oh, yeah, there is another door back here. Come here. I'm going to follow her. This is basically right under the sleeping area. Again, it's right at the front. And you open the door. And in this room, you see a large metal grate in the bottom of this airship with a ballista facing (gasps) down. Oh, my God. Blueberry wouldn't know this, but it's like the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh my god. Are there more arrow things? Yes, there are arrows here. Like lots? (laughs) I'll tell you a number, or I'll let one of you roll a d20. Oh no. no. Uh, What if we have inspiration? I'll let you use your inspiration on this. Oh, we do have inspiration. Who's rolling? No, you have to. You found it. You you have the better rolls than me. I have history of shit rolls. This is all on you. Oh my god. Okay, okay. First one's good. Uh, I was a waste of inspiration, but it's 16. Okay. But Xander, you have gone back up along with Sebastian to like that common room. Xander, this card game makes no sense. What did you call this? I don't understand the rules whatsoever. 
See, this, this game's called Spoons. You ever? I mean, I'm surprised you haven't heard of Spoons. Well, I've heard of Spoons, but not the game. <laughs> you got me there. You got you. You got me there. Uh, so, in order to play Spoons, you got you know like get the whole crew around the table. You got uh, okay. one less spoon than there are people. And at that moment, Jet and Blueberry come up the ladder. <laughs> Why are you guys holding on to spoons? Xander's making up games again. What? Y- yeah, y'all ever play spoons? We play some spoons. No, I don't care about spoons. Look at what we got. What did you find? Anything fun? Oh my gosh, so much. I'm going to jump up onto the table and jump off. No, my car tower. Whoa. Look at these shoes. It's like you glided. So these make me feel like I can dodge stuff really well, and obviously that feathery, folly type thing, and gosh, I just feel like so athletic and acrobatic, but I I don't really need them, though. I feel, and I found some other stuff that I really like, so do one of you guys want these? Uh, Xander? You're kind of into some, some boots? I mean, to be fair, they do look fly. I don't know. I've always been more into sneakers. Like, I'll take them if no one else wants them, but I don't know. I feel like you'd look pretty fresh in them, Sebi. I don't really think I need them. No no one really comes for me. No, he, uh, hear me out. Imagine if Jet has them. Mm-hmm. And he just jumps off a building and glides down with his hammer ready to mess some stuff up. Oh my god, that'd be so sick. Put them on, Jet. Uh, all right, all right. It's gotta feel nice. I'm start running around the room a little bit. So, Gusty, Cloud, we're trying to get down to insert name of place we're going Burn-darium. now. Burndarium. Oh, Burndarium. I would say lovely this time of year, but it is lovely every time of year. They do not exactly have a landing pad for us, so we need to find a spot in the mountains that will be safe for the ship to land. That's weird that you say that, because we have heard terrible things about Burndarium. I trust you with my life. And theirs, so... Claude, does this ship need, like, fuel? No. Have you flown an airship before? No. Uh, <laughs> kinda. Like, I was I kind of, I was, like, second-handing, you know? What? An airship? Well, like, a, a kind of airship. Like, a, a ship that is in the air that's, like, got blades. The helicopter, you know? No, no, no. That is not the same. It's, it's kind of the same. Mm. <sighs> what do you know about aeronautics? Well, I must say... It is probably not the best option to get on the skies tonight. We could use the sleep anyway. Well, why don't we bunker down for the night and head out tomorrow? We do have some little spots to sleep right here, don't we? It's gross in there. Dibs on the bed. There's a bed? Uh, no, it's unrelated. That room is totally empty. I will sleep in there on my own. (laughs) (laughs) We saw that room. There is the master bedroom, which has a king-sized bed as well as two long couches, as well as there are the six hammocks. The hammocks themselves aren't super nasty, but that room is super nasty. Well, so a king-size bed, I mean, technically I am slight royalty, so... Shut up. No, you're not. It might be best (laughs) for royalty to take the royal bed. Because you got knighted? No, that doesn't make sense. Being knighted does not make you royalty, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Sebastian's curling up on the couch. <laughs> also, I call dibs, so as the dibs caller that automatically gives me captain status, I close the door behind me. Sebastian, you said you're curling up on one of the couches. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm letting him go at it, and I'm just, I'm gonna chill on the left couch. 
after a moment, Cloud brings you a pillow. Oh, thanks. I'm just punching at the door and kicking at it. Oh, man, that'd be crazy if I, if I could hear that, but this bed is so comfy. Oh, you son of a bitch. It's king size. You could both lay in it. Jet, you turn around. Sebastian and Blueberry have taken both of the couches. God damn it. So there's an armchair. There is the six hammocks. And then there's enough room where if you wanted to put out your sleeping bag, you could sleep on the floor. Is there any fresh bedding downstairs? You saw blankets and stuff. I will grab enough for the three of us, not the guy that's in the bed, and bring it back up, and I will go on one of the hammocks. Jet, it's surprisingly comfortable. So you're actually having a very, very good night's sleep. And as you wake up, Xander, there's something in your pocket. Thirteen. You remember, don't you? Uh Uh-huh. I remember. (gasps) No. Damn it. No. Oh, shit. No way. Xander, you pull your left hand out, and you just have this beautiful Bernie mitten on. (laughs) No! (laughs) The return of the mitten. As a reminder, big winter-looking mittens. We have disadvantage on sleight of hand checks, as well as investigation checks if they require your hands, and you can't hold a melee weapon in your left hand. Well, at least it's my left this time, so... Chet! You slept very well. Your right shoulder feels a little stiff. Oh, what's going on? I'm just gonna I just, I massage it out. You take a little bit, you start to massage it, but that stiffness, it kind of winds down a little bit, but your skin almost feels like it's hard. I'm gonna walk out of the room and just go to Blueberry. Hey, hey, Blue, morning. Huh? Can you check my shoulder out? It feels a little weird. Yeah, sure. What's going on? I don't know. It's just, it's stiff. It feels weird. I'll take my shirt off so she could take a look at it. Okay. See if I feel like knots or what's going on. It kind of feels like there's not exactly one big knot, but almost like a ton of small knots dotting the area behind his shoulder blade. In an unnatural, weird way or just like a, ah, he needs that worked out kind of way? Give me medicine. It's not super common to have a bunch in one location like that, but you guys have been roughing it. It doesn't seem necessarily unnatural. Or- uh, give yourself. I, I like. I could try to massage it, but I would say just lay on hands yourself a little bit. See if you can knock it out. All right, all right. I'll try it out. Try to give myself like five laying hands. You do so. You feel better. It doesn't feel as stiff. It feels like you can roll your shoulder a little better. But those knots are noticeably still there. Mm, this, this is going to feel off all day. Well, good morning, options. Ready to get out? Get going? Get on the skies? It's been so long. I guess so. Wait, I want to try something before we go, because I don't know if I want to be up top while we're flying. That's kind of freaky. It will take about an hour to get the ship off the ground. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm going to run up to the deck. And I just want to, like, hold my ring up into the sunlight. The vine ring. And you take that vine, and you leave it out for a while. And you're kind of just enjoying the morning breeze. And it's a nice sunrise. And I'm going to describe what Cloud's doing while you're kind of sitting out here. They take their place near the back of the ship where this large bulbous balloon lies. 
There are, again, those two stone pillars that hold up the reinforcements that hold the balloon. Cloud moves to one of these pillars, and using their area appendages, they pull a locking mechanism up and out of the ship. And now it looks like the pillar can rotate. And then he does the same on the other pillar. Then you can see they start folding down. They look like small sails from the pillars, and they come outwards. It looks like two vertical windmills. And they do again the same to the other pillar. Then they move to the area between the two pillars. Cloud looks at you, Blueberry. Madam Option, this can get violent, and it has to be done for quite some time, so I would just stay away. You can stay on the deck, just maybe not up the stairs, alright? Violent? I have to become a slightly different form so that I can move these gears and they gesture to the different pillars. This will help fill the balloon. Okay, thanks for the heads up. How long do you need? About an hour. Okay. And you can see Cloud, their face goes away. Their appendages go away. So it's just this tornado and it slowly starts getting wider and expanding. You have seen that Cloud is always circling in a clockwise direction. They expand themselves out far enough that they start pushing these small sails on these pillars, which makes both of these pillars start spinning counterclockwise. You can see that this mechanism is gears being powered by a mini tornado instead of one large, strong gear. And it goes into the air sac on the back of the ship. And you can see that it slowly starts filling with air. Blueberry, you take your ring off. You start to see that does look like this is doing something. It looks like these leaves are getting better. The vines they're attached to, the twigs, the sticks. And you start to see that this is probably what powers this ring. Blueberry, this is the ring of photosynthesis. She's part plant. If it has been in sunlight for at least one hour, it holds a single charge of cure wounds. Nice. It recharges at dusk, and the level of cure wounds is equal to the user's proficiency bonus. Wow. So currently your guys' proficiency is three, I believe? Yeah. Yeah. It would hold a third level cure wounds. That's amazing. That's dope. Oh my god. 3d8 plus four? Let's go. So you can easily stay on the deck. It's actually kind of nice. Morning breeze and everything. Okay. I'm gonna eat a donut. Ooh, donuts! Blueberry, you turn around as Xander's got his hand right in the donut bag on the deck. Oh no. I rolled a one. God damn it! You jelly filled. God damn it. I just shake my head. Mitten's still visible. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like sticking out of the jelly hole. I just shake my head at the donut and don't do anything. So, Jed, Sebastian, what are you up to this morning? I feel like just relaxing for a little while, Sebastian. Kind of hurting today. I'm good with just chilling on the couch. I mean, we got a while. It's going to be an hour to get this thing off the ground, and God knows how long it's going to take to fly over there. So Yeah, you got a point. You got a point. We might as well just hang out. Enjoy it. You want to play some cards? Go steal Xander's bed. Oh. He went upstairs. Oh. You're right. Jet and Sebastian play cards for a while. Blueberry, you are able to have peace and quiet with a donut nearby. (laughs) 
<laughs> as all of the sudden, your ring, the leaves look very happy. It looks like the leaves are swaying in the wind a little bit. So I feel like it's charged. You do feel like it is charged. Then I run downstairs. As you are running downstairs, you feel the entire ship start lifting off the ground <laughs> for just about Whoa. two inches before it stops. <laughs> I'm going to like fall onto the bed. <laughs> like hold on to the bedposts. I'm assuming both Jet and Sebastian are just laying in the bed together. What? No, we were playing cards, right? <laughs> in bed. Yeah, we'll make camp in his room. All right. Can we bring the cards with us? Sure. <sighs> what do you want to play in bed? We'll be like crisscross applesauce across from each other playing. Um, I want to play asshole. Okay. Okay. Queen to B7. That's a royal flush. Fuck. I lost again. I never lose. I don't care how you're so good at this game. I don't make up the rules. You hear, first of all, Blueberry run into this room as you guys also feel the entire airship move a little bit and stop. What? Uh, you hear from upstairs. Did someone leave their giant donut up here? We are ready to get moving. Uh, God. Blueberry, why didn't you tell us it happened again? He did this to himself. God damn it. All right. Can he fit through the door? Can you just, like, pick him up like a tire jet and just wheel him in? All right. Let me go check him out. Run upstairs. This is my first time seeing him like this, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, these guys weren't lying. Where did you make this? I'm vegan, by the way. I'm the vegan. <laughs> what? <laughs> that makes no sense. Well, I only rolled a one, and so it has to be one of them. I'll just, I'll try to pick him up. I'm just going to pick him up and kind of look at it. Oh, is this raspberry? I do not know, but it looks tasty. <laughs> hmm. Xander ain't bad. (laughs) (laughs) You are kind of rolling him like a giant tire. I'm just going to go to the stairs and just let it roll down the stairs. I'll help you out up here. (laughs) Hey, guys, uh, look out below. (laughs) He rolls Xander down the stairs and it just knocks into the bed frame and then (laughs) pops onto the bed. Hi, Xander. And it has been a full hour, so Xander... As you lay on the bed, pop back into Xander form. Oh, fucking Christ! And I need a luck roll from you. Oh, God. (laughs) A nat 20? You've taken two piercing damage as you get stabbed by one of these bedposts. (gasps) What the fuck? (laughs) All right, we are ready to go. Claude goes to the wheel. Claude is back to their smaller form. And they say to you, Jet, Option, would you like to do the honors? Honors of what, exactly? They point to, in the middle of the steering wheel, is a rod. All you need to do is push the button, and we can get going. This this little one right, right here? Uh, just push right down. And it comes loose into its own rod that has a small button as the entire airship starts floating upward. Uh, so, uh, what, what do I do? Did I, did I break it? Are we okay? Are we gonna die? Well or, uh, done! Well done! You will need that for next time we dock, so please keep that. This? Yes. What do you want me to do with it? You can keep it, or you can leave it here. It's your choice. But 
We will need it whenever we talk. You can see that Claude completely gets on top of this steering wheel and almost starts enveloping it. And you can see they start swishing their body in different ways to be able to control the steering wheel. Forward, back, left, right. And it starts floating up and out of the mountains as the large balloon has finally hit its fullest point. And the ship is able to go pretty much directly upwards yet staying horizontal as you begin gaining altitude. It's not crazy fast or anything. It feels relatively like you're on an elevator. And it takes a few minutes before you are high above the clouds. Jet, you're the only one on the deck. You can see far into the distance. There are windows downstairs where you guys are, so you guys can also look out if you'd like. And nearby, you can see the absolute mass of bones down by Windermere. And you can see that there really aren't any civilization points anywhere close to here. This was a far distance to travel for a lot of people who went to Windermere. From the back of the ship, Claude says... If you would, untie the sails so we could get moving forward. That would be just wondrous. Okay, okay. I'll get right on that. Start with the closest. Got, Gotcha. They're rolled up currently, as simple as untying the rope from where it is, and then you have to like keep pulling and pulling and pulling to allow it to go all the way down. And as you do so, the first mass, you can see that the sail is blue in color and it used to have the outline of a dark sparrow on it. You can see it was crudely painted over with white to look like an iceberg floating in water. And you can see that the ship begins floating forward as well. Doesn't move very quickly, not nearly like how a plane was to move, but it is moving relatively fast, and the wind is starting to whip and make it loud on deck. Jet, you're feeling pretty stable on the deck. This is actually more stable than the ships you've been on on the water. Wow. And Cloud has you undo the other mask. You see the same thing. The sparrow has been painted over by that iceberg. Off to Berndarium. to be about three hours. I will give you a ten minute warning. Sounds wonderful. Thank you. Hey, Sebastian? Yeah? You want to come have some fun? Yes! Are we up yet? We're up, bud. You can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> I trampoline off the bed over Xander and start booking it up the stairs. I've got the aft. I've got the the s- s- the yaw and the the pitch going for you. It's 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 cool, man. Don't know what any of that means. I'm going to the front, <laughs> and I'm almost like Titanicing over the front, just in awe. <laughs> <laughs> and. My jacket from the leather jacket just turns into the leather bomber jacket, so it's got the fur around the neckline and everything. I'm just <laughs> hanging on to the front bars. It's freaking cold and I can't see, but... Whoa. I- I'm going to go behind him and kind of do the Titanic, like <laughs> hold him in place and be like, it's all right, buddy. I got you. <sighs> Whisper in his ear, you're the king of the world. <laughs> Xander's busy processing all the jelly in his stomach Are you guys staying above deck the whole time? Uh, I I might come back down, it might get a little cold Maybe after like an hour, I'll come back down I'm staying downstairs the whole time Every now and then I'll like look out the window to see But I'm not going on on deck I'll I'll go back down then and I'll, I'll hang out with the crew Lay on the hammock or something 
What is that stick? Something like the key to this ship or something. I don't know. It was in it. He told me to kind of pull it and push it and it pop. Here it comes out. What happens if you push the button? I don't know. Should we try it? I'm slipping away as they do this. Maybe after we land. Okay. We could ask him later. Sebastian, give me a uh, stealth. 19. Okay, that beats everybody's passive. What are you trying to do, Sebastian, if they're, they're messing around? Uh, like 10 minutes go by, and from the very bottom of the ship, you just hear... I have fired a ballista bolt into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What the hell was that? It feels good, dude. Yeah, it does. I, I needed that. It's been a long time since I shot one, and I just, oh, hearing them talk about it, I just, I couldn't resist. And it takes a good 20 seconds <laughs> before it hits the water, but there's just this big oh. splash. And I'm going to try to reload it and then just casually walk back up to the room like nothing happened. Did he hit anything? No, he didn't hit anything. Yes! Damn it. <laughs> he accidentally kills another magistrate dude. <laughs> What did you just do? Nothing. Are you telling the truth? Of course. Inside, Inside check. check. I have a, a very kiddish smile on my face. Give me deception with disadvantage. 15. Wow. All right. Ooh, ooh, ooh. 16. 15. Dang it! I don't know. So now I'm just worried. Well, from upstairs, Blueberry, you do hear, are we under attack? <gasps> oh my god, did someone <laughs> attack us downstairs? I'm going to like start running through rooms downstairs, going down the ladder. Please don't shoot the ballista. Oh, shit. Unless there are enemies. Uh, Sebastian, did you try out the ballista? I couldn't resist. It felt so good. Hell yeah, bro. That's dope. <laughs> I feel ya. <laughs> But we only have a limited amount of shots, man. I just shot the ocean. The ocean is full of life. There's a lot of room in there. I probably missed everything. You can't just shoot into... You have to know what you're aiming at when you shoot. You can't... It's so irresponsible. Well, I didn't want to aim for the city. Then don't shoot. What if you hit a whale? Yeah. We don't know if whales exist here. He's kind of got a point. So? What if they do? What if you just killed an innocent creature? I didn't, Pooper, I swear. You don't know that. I saw the splash. There was no blood. Oh my god, you don't know that. Trust me, I watched it land. It, it, we are so high up. You cannot see well enough to know if you killed something. Maybe it was small. If I did, I'm sorry. What if there's mermaids? Oh, I didn't think of that. Ten minute warning. Oh, oh. Ten minutes. Guys, we gotta go upstairs. No, I don't want to go upstairs. All right, you can you can stay. I'll take care of it. Sebastian, you want to you want to help me out? Yeah. All right, Xander, you doing okay in there? Yeah, I'm just taking a nap. Okay, okay. let him sleep. Oh, what a day! Wait, no, I have to take a picture of Fendrea from the sky. I'm a fool. We have plenty of opportunities. I gotta do it now. What if we die? <laughs> this is Xander waking up like I gotta take a picture. It's just pure <laughs> panic and fear that just bolted him upright from his nap. Go ahead and take a picture. You are over a mountain range. 
to the east is the Spearhead Gulf, as well as to the west is miles of ocean. Um, I got a 17. It's real nice. And you see Blightmore in the clouds. Hmm, tight. How's it look, Xander? Beautiful. Blightmore in the clouds. I don't know what that shit is, but uh, not seeing Namora anymore. I don't know what that's about. You've taken a lot lately. We gotta take a look later. You are seeing Namora, Xander. Oh, shit. I just lied to you, bro. I just wasn't looking close enough. <laughs> oh. It is in the waves. Do you see it in any of the other pictures? I'll uh, scroll through the other pictures. This is the only one you've seen two names in so far. Interesting. Does he see the one of him with the dagger? You see in that image, the knife, even though when you were holding it, wasn't covered in blood. In the image, it is dripping blood from the blade, as well as all three of the gems look like they're glowing. Hmm. I don't remember. Jet, did you take this picture? Because I remember I, I had you hold the camera. Did I Did I just, like, brutally murder something right when you took that picture? I don't remember. I just... You gave it to me, and I thought I'd have some fun taking pictures. I, I cut someone's hand. So, does anyone else see the blood dripping, or is it just me? Just you. Okay, well... I'm seeing shit in the pictures. So, um, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that shit out later. While you guys are on the deck, you guys have been traveling south for probably two and a half hours or so. And you know that from your map, Berndarium lies within these mountains. Cloud says, can one of you pull the mainsail back up, please? Got it. Jet, you are able to pull the main sail back up. They specifically tell you to leave the small sail. You can see it starts going much, much slower as Claude starts bringing the ship down below the cloud line. Would someone please find a good place to land? Sounds like something you're good at, Sebastian. Yeah, I'll run up to the front of the ship and grab the rails and just try to scope things out a little bit. Give me survival. Oh, oh no. Five. You can see the entrance to Berndarium. You find a spot that you think is great. That is the worst, uh, sorry, option. Duh. I do believe maybe this spot will do better. Cloud does position you over what looks to be some sort of small clearing in the mountains. And once they're in place, Jet, they have you put that last sail up. Got it. <clears throat> the forward progress stops, and you can see that Claude gets off the wheel completely. They go over, they lock the pillars back into place, and then put the sails back in. And then on each of these pillars at the front is a small rotatable gear. They rotate the gear just far enough to where there is an opening in the pillar. And you start to hear the whistling of air as it comes down this tube from the balloon and shoots out of these pillars. It takes a moment, about a minute, and you can start to feel the same kind of feeling like an elevator descending. Claude does do some fine tuning with the controls to land it inside a small clearing in the mountains. And as the ship hits the ground, Claude comes over to you, Jet. May I have the rod back, please? 
Oh, yeah. I almost forgot about this. Here, throw it to him. Do you need it for any reason? Or would you like me to keep it here? We just need it next time we are going to ascend. Yeah, yeah, we'll leave it here for now. And you can see they put it over top of the steering wheel and click the button. So we're we're good? We can get off? I'm going to come back onto the top of the deck. Stretch. Gosh. Good luck options. Please come back soon. Yeah, we'll be back before 80 years. I can guarantee that. Should we head out or? Wait, what about that stick thing? What did it, what's it do? Can we push the button? He put it back in and pushed the button. He said that all he needs it for is for us to ascend. What does it do? I think it's a key. I don't know. I mean, you want me to go try? I'll go push it right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bring it over here. All right, all right. I'm going to run over. Hey, hey, Claude, Um, watch. Click. You're holding it in your hand. You're able to move it around. Uh, Blue, you want you want to try? Yeah, give it to me. Here, throw it. I'm going to catch it uh, above my head, and I'm going to push the button. And then all of a sudden, you can't move the rod. I let go of it. It stays floating in the air. What? What? How did you do that? Okay. I'm going to jump onto it and swing on it. You jump on, you grab like monkey bars. It completely holds your weight. You're able to swing, jump right (laughs) off. Look at this. Damn. It's like like an anchor for the boat. Oh my God. So that's what stops us from going up. I get it. Oh my God. But imagine the possibilities. Oh yeah, we're taking this. Yeah. Also, there is one rule with that. Yeah. Okay. Please do not push it while the ship is in motion. Oh, thank God I didn't do that. (laughs) Oh my God, I almost did that. So who wants to hold on to this? You want it, Blue? I mean, sure. It's cool. But I do also have like a lot of staffs type things. (laughs) How long is it? Let's say it's whichever one you want. Two or three feet. Two and a half. Two and a half feet. Two and a half feet long. It's a perfect 30 inches. There you go. <laughs> what if we need to block off like a, a hallway? Block off a hallway? Dude, they could just duck under or above it. Not everyone's good at limbo, Jet. <laughs> <laughs> and you drop that rope ladder down and head off towards Berndarium. There isn't exactly a path. And you are somewhat high in the mountains based on where Claude landed. You know the general direction from the aerial view you got. So as you're on your way, one of you give me a survival check. Mm. Xander, you're good at guiding us through the wilderness. Yeah, sure. Uh, 14. Give me a d4 roll. One. As you are moving, you you think you're moving probably the right direction. The first thing you come across is a cute little white rabbit eating some berries. I should say this is a snowy-ish area because you're relatively high in the mountains. And it sees you and it just starts hopping away from you. Uh, cute. Give me another survival check. Twelve. Okay, give me a d4 roll. Two. Xander, you are taking the lead. Give me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, God. Thirteen. Xander, you are walking through some more precarious areas. You slip on this patch of ice that you weren't expecting. 
you start sliding pretty fast and you fall off a cliff. Oh, oh that God. is twenty foot tall, and you are taking seven bludgeoning damage. Oh my God! Don't walk there. Are you okay? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's just a scratch. Can you get back up? My my pride is hurt more. The rest of you are able to move around the patch of ice that you saw Xander slide on, and you meet up with him. Xander, are you continuing in front? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. Cool, give me another survivor roll and a d4. 13 and 1. Xander, you're walking by. What do you do to cause a little too much noise? Uh Uh-oh. I readjust my bag and all of my daggers clank against each other. (laughs) (laughs) They make like this resonant frequency almost. And there's a sharp cliff face next to you where a bunch of these rocks and snow falls down on the entire party. Oh, everyone give me deck saves. Oh, Oh, Jesus. 16. 13. 14. 19. Sebastian, you fail. You are the only one who can't quite get out of the way. You're only taking two bludgeoning damage from that. Oh, God. Jeez. I'm... Oh, man. Daggers. Betray me. Why did the avalanche go for me? Xander, you're still in front? Yeah. Survival, please. (laughs) Seven. Can you watch your step? (sighs) All right, give me a d4 roll with disadvantage. Well, it's going to be a one. Okay, that is another landslide. Everyone give me dexterity saving throws. All right, you know what? I'm not I'm not going ahead anymore. Oh. 22. Dirty 20. Six. Seven. Jet and Sebastian both fail, and not only do they fail, they fail by more than five. Oh, no. You're going to take seven bludgeoning damage. Ah! God. But there's so much force behind it, it pushes you further and you fall off a 20-foot cliff. Oh my yeah! god! Can I reach for Sebastian as we're falling? I'm actually going to let you do a strength save on this one. That's a 23. You are going to be able to grab Sebastian. Hell yes. You can't completely stop him from falling. Yeah. But instead of you each taking 2d6, I'm going to roll 1d6 that you'll each take. Awesome. That's a 1. Hell yes! Oh, god, Sebastian, you okay? Oh god, that's a good save. I got you, buddy. I'm sorry, guys. This was kind of fun floating down. Uh, aside from the rocks. I'm gonna rush over there, look over the ledge. What is going on? Are you okay? We're good. I grabbed him. Wait, not uh, as bad. D- Xander, let me take the lead. Someone else should lead. It's fine. I'm I'm having an off day. No, come up, come up here. Here, can you can you help us up? Yeah. Uh, reach. I mean, it's twenty feet. I don't know. I can thorn whip down. Oh uh, yeah, I'll get on. I'll get on Jet's shoulders, climb the thorn whip painfully, and then I'll I'll throw uh, the never ending rope down for Jet. Yeah, I'll lead. You want it? All right. I mean, I can fall easy. Like I won't get hurt if I fall. I got this. If she at any point is gonna fall down a cliff, I want to be ready to jump after her. I trust you. I don't trust you. I have good survival, but that that's a three on the dice, so that's seven. Two d4. <sighs> One. 
another landslide. You guys are just being too oh loud, yelling at each other, making too much noise. So I need deck saves from everybody. DC 14, just tell me if you fail. Oh, thank you. 12. I passed. I got nine. Oh, it's good you're the one with the feather yeah. poppers. Mm-hmm. You guys are both taking eight bludgeoning damage. Ah. Damn. <laughs> and Jet, you do get pushed pretty far, but then you slowly just fall down another 20 foot foot. <sighs> you rinse and repeat the never ending rope. And you guys feel like you're so close to being out of the mountains and to Berdarium. But I do need one last survival check. Bear, are you going to be okay or do you want me to take over? Oh, I got this. <sighs> Please be careful. I believe in you. 22. Yes. Roll me a d4 with advantage. <gasps> Ooh. Three. Blueberry, you start going along these ridges that are kind of more horizontal. And all of a sudden, it starts to feel a little bit warmer. And there's no more snow in this area. There's a hot springs here. Oh. Ooh. Oh my god. Guys, look. Oh, I've never been in one of these before. I've only heard of these before. I invented these. What? I don't believe you. Yeah, that was a lie. I just wanted something to say. Do you guys want to take a dip? We have time? I mean, where do we need to be? We just saved a lot of time with that airship. Fuck it. We saved days worth of travel, man. I think we deserve a little bit of TLC. I got kind of beat up, Xander, from rocks while we were walking, so... Me too, Xander. Hey, 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 hey. I was not the only one that had rocks coming down when I was leading the way. Some tender love and cream can do us all some good. Cream? Yeah, like, you know, like lotion. Isn't that that what TLC stands for? Uh, no. Just gonna walk by Xander. Yeah, Jet, as you get up to this area, it looks like a natural jacuzzi. It's nice and warm. Oh. I'm just gonna take off my armor and everything and and go in. One of the first things you feel, Jet, is your right shoulder feels even looser than before. Oh my god. This is helping. Uh, I might actually be able to do a full swing now. Are the rest of you also joining? It feels great. Yeah. Are there multiple pools or is like one? Yes. There's, like, an area to get away from the boys. Yeah, as long as Jet gets in and he doesn't, like, disintegrate, I would follow. Oh, I didn't even think of that. I'm still wearing my jeans. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to come back to bite you when it's cold. <laughs> and something about this water feels really good. Sitting here for about a half hour, you all get a long rest. Ooh, oh! Clean! You feel completely and utterly rejuvenated. Yes. Ooh, 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 that means that I can put in remove curse as a as a spell and then I just like reach <laughs> up and I pull off the mitten. Ah, yes, and I yeet that shit. <laughs> yeah, get fucked, mitten. Oh, that was much needed. Oh, especially coming down from the cold. So did my shoulder thing go away completely or is it still Lingering. Still naughty. <sighs> Is there anything else you would like to do here? Or you want to continue your way down to Bertarium? Let's carry on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's go on. Wait, I'm gonna... Mm, mm, maybe I'll regret this. I'm gonna dig a little hole 
and bury my ring of tracking next to the springs. Oh. Blueberry, as you start walking away, you feel like you know exactly where this ring is. Okay. So you start heading down. Blueberry did pick such a good way that there is a nice little path that seems hidden from a lot of people. It takes quite a while, but you are able to make it down from the mountains to a large system of metal and stone docks. Most of the metal on these docks has been rusted away from years of being exposed to the elements. There's nothing really left here on the docks other than the structures themselves. You can see that there were places where there were buildings. Full-on foundations, where buildings looked like they were picked off the ground and moved. There's also a very large opening into this mountain. This is by no means a hidden entrance. The opening to this mountain is hundreds of feet tall and dozens of feet wide. The light from the morning sun comes up from the east and illuminates down into the first part of the city. You can see just from the outside that this mountain is mostly hollow as it moves downward. You can see brick streets with lamps that dot each side currently are not bright. There are buildings you can see on both sides, and you can see pretty far into the distance and seeing different portions of Berndarium. Some are built into the cave walls, others are just large buildings in the center. Yet no lights illuminate the city. Only the glow from the early morning sun that reaches a few hundred feet down. After that, darkness. <sighs> kind of spooky. It's kind of depressing. Not the most inviting place. Kind of a dope entrance, though. Well, on we go. Yeah. Y'all ready? What are we looking for? I don't even remember. Robot fights? We're looking for robot fights? Yeah, that sounds sick. Keep your eyes peeled for the, the magistrate symbol. Or the Arcanum symbol. Whichever one they were going by when they ransacked this place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're maybe... Uh, we're probably looking for, like any history on the Arcanum. Like, yeah. if, the, if these folks left anything behind, might have some, like, record books or something. As you are walking through the remnants of Berndarium. I'm gonna cast Pass Without a Trace with the staff. Hmm. Are you going in stealthily, then? I am. Yeah. And I recommend the others do. I'll follow. You can all give me stealth checks. I'm rearranging the uh, daggers in my bag so that they are neatly stacked and not clanking. Dirty 20? So, 30? 17. 14. Ah. Uh, uh, 17. So, as you are walking through the remnants of Bradarium, you're being a little sneaky, you're going a little bit slower. You're seeing more of these empty plots, where, again, these full-on stone and metal buildings used to be. These are few and far between, as most of the buildings are still here, though they're slowly decaying. The entire city is eerily dark and empty, you are currently following a main road which leads much further into the city. Just off to your right is the first side street you have seen as the city begins opening up. Across from this street is a small area where you see movement. Just to the left of this main road is a... It's a weird sight. You initially see on the ground there are these slightly illuminated blue and green crystals. They are growing out of the stone below. 
And they aren't just growing in a random fashion. It looks like they're growing in rows, like plots. Rows and rows of these things in perfect succession. Think like vineyards and orchards. The movement you see comes from three different things. The first you see is a humanoid-shaped robotic piece of equipment. It moves back and forth down these roads. It looks to be taking care of the crystals. It meticulously cleans them, and it even adds some sort of liquid to them. This thing moves extremely mechanically and looks much more like a piece of equipment than any sort of humanoid. The other two things moving are very different. They are made from similar materials that this gardener looks to be made of, but they move differently. They are both animalistic, made from metal and stone. One looks reminiscent of a ram, while the other is smaller, but looks like a metallic bull. These two machines move with much more natural movements, not as jarring as the man. And both of these things are currently eating the crystals. What is going on? You think that's rock candy? Is that like a robot gardener? Do we just want to sneak by this or do we want to check it out more? I can't tell if they're dangerous or not. I want to sneak into this building next to it. I mean, they're just eating right now. I, I wouldn't worry too much about them right now. Let's avoid them for now. Let's go into the into the building. Is there a door for this building next to the farm? There is a door, and there are windows as well. I'll peek inside first. Blueberry, on the inside of this building, you can see today being a wrap. Oof. Oh, oh got damn him. it. What? Bro. Got him. What the oh, fuck? Man. What? Thank you all so much for listening. They got so much cool shit. If you want your cool shit to be included in our episodes, you have to go join us on Patreon. Any tier can recommend any of this stuff. You can turn Xander into a donut. That's all <laughs> up to you and your imagination. We love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. My hands look so big on this camera. What is wrong My hands with me? look bigger, see? They take up the whole thing. <laughs> what is happening? Okay, three, two, one, part three. God damn what it. What the fuck does that oh, mean? Oh, Nigel. You need to do that back again. What? We all clapped at the right time. Did we? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to know about the old masters. Saint E. Love was the master who required me to call him Master Master. It was quite confusing. Eric Five kept telling me not to call him Master, but Ebab Flo kept telling me to address all the Masters as Masters. Again, it was quite confusing. Wartor Knight also asked me to call him Master. Like Master, but Mast like Shipmast. Funny if you ask me. Jeski Fire was always the one to start the games. She would always have the cards out before we took off, and was always swindling the others out of their gold. Ash was always her accomplice. He would get everyone else drinking just enough to where they would forget how good she was at swindling, and then she'd take all their money and give Ash a cut. Sean de Jesus was quite the chef. He wouldn't just eat straight out of the can like all the others. He would always light a fire in the toilet and cook over that. He always had the best warmed-up food. Sometimes he would even add spices. New York was the one who would go around painting everything. 
great painter overall, but the others made her paint those wretched icebergs everywhere. She preferred fruit baskets in her spare time. Dubwood would force me to call him Master C.D. I knew it was coming, but I had to say it. And no, I did not want to see these nuts, if you were wondering. Lord Asselberg was the smartest of the group, always asking questions about how the ship flew. Very nice, master. Isuik would always come chat with me, would be the only one to have full conversations, but he got made fun of often because of it. But it was nice. Jeff the milkman liked to sleep in the cargo hold. Not sure why. He was always near this one crate and had a crazed look in his eyes if you anyone ever got too close to it. Finally, Lady Thorax. She was the gunner. She would randomly shoot the Belissa into the ocean whenever we were flying over it. We never even got into any battles in the air. 